Then there were the legs, and the bellhop wasn't kidding about them. Then there were the feet, broad and fat and short as a baby's. The shoes looked expensive, brown suede, and shiningly wet. For God's sake, give him his dollar, she said, putting no feeling into it one way or the other. I moved to the bureau and got the dollar and gave it to the bellhop. He smiled awfully and left, and she came in and shut the door. And there we were in the room together, just like that. We weren't, and then we were. After sixteen weeks on a drilling rig, it is a lovely shock to find yourself with no mud in your ears, alone in a room with a young, expensive-looking woman with lavender-gray eyes. Hello, she said, still putting nothing into it. I think I grinned. I remember that the Buster Keaton act didn't seem to fit the loveliness of the face, didn't seem to fit it at all and when she plumped down on the iron starch of the top sheet of the bed, it crackled comically. I said, I'd have worn a nicer towel if I'd known this was going to be formal. I'm tired, she said. Her hands were cupped against the aluminum-colored rubber of the raincoat over her knees. Let's don't make jokes. All right. Never joke with a tired tramp, she said. No one gets as tired as a tired tramp. She shivered and said she could do with a drink. I sloshed her a bourbon on rocks using the bathroom glass and what was left of the ice. I made a lazy little ceremony of it, partly because the red-orange bourbon looked pretty as it thinned against the ice, and partly because I wanted the ice to dilute it a bit, and partly because my hands were cleaned for the first time in a long time, and I liked the way the glass squeaked against my clean palms. "'It's good,' she said not making a face the way most women do with raw whiskey. You mean it was good? I could do with another. From the looks of you, you could do with a whole fifth. Could do? She nodded. She looked me up and down, not appraisingly or insultingly, but the way you look at a building or a mountain or an anthill, just looking. I stood there taking it, the thin grass carpet scratchy against the soles of my water-softened feet looking back at her. I felt a laughable impulse to introduce myself and to dig into the classic parlor patter of hometowns and possible mutual friends and to explain why I was wearing a towel and to tell her the bellhop had me all wrong, that what I wanted was a big, stupid commercial blob of a woman, not a slender, poised thing with skin the color of pearls melted in honey. Instead, I poured the drinks, this time mixed with tepid water. The rain beat against the windows and against the tin roof of the hotel. It came down in hissing roars, then in whispers, then in loud shishes like sandpaper rubbed against wood. She drank the second glassful, climbed off the bed, and began undressing. And then we were together, the cheap, naked bulb still blazing down on the bed. Thinking back, I remember the stupidest things the way there was a taut crease just above her hips, in the small of her back, the way she smelled like a baby's breath, a sweet, barely-there smell that retreated and retreated, so that no matter how close you got to it, you weren't sure it was there. The brown speckles in the lavender-gray eyes, floating very close to the surface when I kissed her, the eyes wide open and aware, but not caring. The eyes of a gourmet offered a stale chunk of bread, using it of necessity, but not tasting it any more than necessary. I remember getting up and coming back to her, 
and of throwing a shoe at the light bulb later, when the whiskey was gone. I remember the smell of rain-darkness in the room, and her telling me I'd cut my feet on the light-bulb glass on the floor, and how she said I was no better than a tramp myself, that I made love to the cadence of the rain-gusts on the roof, and it was true I was doing just that, but it seemed the natural thing then, and I felt so marvelously clean and soaped, and so in tune with the whole damned universe that I had the feeling I could have clouded up and rained and lightninged myself, and blown that cheese-colored room to smithereens. I was up early next morning for more of the soap and water, and she came into the bathroom while I was still in the tub. She was dressed. She told me she was leaving, and that it had been a nice night. This she said in the small, automatic voice of a child leaving a birthday party, her thoughts already somewhere else. Her eyes were clear, her lips a freshly painted red.